Throughout history, free thinkers have outraged the religious with their wacky ideas about the virtues of free speech, reason, and of course, eating babies. Now, God is dying, and it's time to dispose of his remains. From the pits of hell, Satan sends two puppets of the imperialist West and the Zionist Jews against God, Islam, and tiny kittens to bring you their propaganda and conspire for a new world order. This is Secular Jihadists for a Muslim Enlightenment with Ali Rizwi and Armin Navabi. Welcome everybody to another episode of Secular Jihadists for a Muslim Enlightenment. My name is Ali Rizvi and with me as always is Armin Navabi. Hello. I just wanted to say your name a little bit differently. Yes. And um, so today we have, uh, we're going to have a conversation that is actually one of my favorite kind of conversations. And uh, our guest, who I'm going to introduce to you in a second, uh, he emailed us. And uh, he said that he is a listener of the podcast. He is a Muslim. Said I'm not a, uh, he said he's not a scholar. He's not a blogger. Nothing, you know, we've had people like that in the past, like other uh, sort of believing Muslims, but mm. he's saying that he represents lay Muslims. And we talk about lay Muslims on the show. You know, what do Muslims really think? What do average, normal, everyday Muslims think? He said that uh, he wanted to come on and uh, talk to us and engage with us and actually challenge some of the things that we say. And um, immediately, like Armin and I both said, yes, you know, we should totally uh, have him on because uh, we want that kind of engagement. We want mm. that kind of conversation. Uh, and, you know, we, we don't want this. I mean, it's unavoidable to make something an echo chamber sometimes, but we don't want this to be a total echo chamber. And so we have a lot of respect for you, Muhammad Ali Saadi. Welcome. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, thank you for being here. I, I, I'm really grateful that you're here. By the way, we have had other Muslims in the show, but we had mostly yes. expert Muslims in the show. But I do think it's very important. We talk about, you know, um, Lay Muslims. lay Muslims a lot and it's important to ha have those discussions as well to um, you know just because not every Muslim is supposed to be an expert um, and and not every Muslim pretends to be an expert as well right but also but those those are could be good conversations with uh, you know and a lot of people want to see like okay I've seen conversations with this person that claims to have credibility or but what about the average muslims which is most muslims right what do they think what, uh, what do they feel what are their opinions and i mm -hmm. think it's really great that you can't um, and it's very brave of you to come on the show because a lot of people don't a lot of people i mean we i really hope if you are one of our muslim audiences please email ali um and we would love to have more muslims on the show to have because mm -hmm. Average Muslims don't, um, it's very hard to get a picture of what average Muslim think because it's a very diverse group, right? So to be able to give a better understanding, you can't just have like one or two. We have to have a lot of average Muslims on the show. Right, right. right? So we're going to, I'm going to move it over to you. Uh, right. Ali, I'll call you probably Muhammad or Ali or whatever at some point. Mm -hmm. um, but so to start with, just tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us what is a lay Muslim? So, uh, so here's the thing, uh, you know, first of all, again, as Armin mentioned that, you know, he would like to have uh, other such people uh, on the podcast. But the thing is, uh, in as I said, in their defense to them, a written engagement is probably much better because, you know, uh, it stays there as part of the part of the, uh, the record. E even this does like, you know, 
they relate to it more. They relate your to a written engagement more. Your microphone is touching more. your shirt and making noises. Can you make it? Oh, just, uh, sorry about that. Yeah, is, it, is it okay now? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, make yeah, sure yeah, it doesn't okay, hit your okay. shirt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. No worries. So yeah, uh -huh. I mean, you know, uh, for them, uh, what means more to them is something, uh, something tangible and like written. So that's like you know uh, on their part. But uh, lay Muslim, you know, uh, many many times, you know, previously in your podcast, you have said that you know uh, they don't know. You know, in, in Abdullah Samir's podcast, it was said that you know he. Uh, someone who is misguiding the, the dumb Muslims, you know, and, and, and all that. Uh, so, uh, we, you know, this term gets thrown around a lot, like, you know, uh, and I'm not here, you know, it will be wrong to say that I, I'm a, I just represent them. I don't represent anyone. I'm just, you know, uh, I'm just myself. But, you know, uh, some things that are said openly, which uh, me, uh, you know, uh, I, I feel that, you know, they, they don't make much sense. So I'm here to uh, to say, you know, uh, as as a human to human, person to person, you know, without any much, you know, scientific evidence uh, kind yeah. of baggage. And uh, uh, how much? How religious are you? Yeah. Well, you see, here's the thing. Uh, this is also said in the previous podcasts. Like, uh, uh, is the audio okay? Yeah. 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 So, for example, many times, you know, when you have those uh, ex-Muslims on your podcast and you ask them, uh, you, uh, how religious were you? For example, Faye, you, you, got, you guys at Faye, and then, you know, there was this thing that, you know, just because the way she said things, they were, like, really authentic, suddenly it's like, you know, oh, you were so serious about it. I, you know, that uh, the... Contemporaries in the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him, you know, Abu Jahl, his Arabic would be, you know, way better than, you know, uh, people who we know now. So, so the way things are said, how regularly they pray, uh, Abdullah Gondal used to give sermons. So when, you know, once he leaves the faith, he used to be a part of suddenly, because, just because he gives some sermons, he, be he becomes an overnight expert. These are not really the things that, you know, they, they might matter a little bit, but they, they don't really matter a lot. Just because, you know, I know the name of two companions. I read uh, Riyadh Salihin, can we you know, and, you know, I keep repeating. Can we give some structure to, because um, before, because a lot of audience are confused at what we're talking about. I just want to give some structure to what, we, because you wanted to mention three things, and this seemed to be the third thing that you wanted to bring up. Not now, and we're talking about the first one. Yes. You, you, the yeah. three things that you want to talk about is that uh, the fact that on our show we think that Muslims don't deserve. Uh, Muslims deserve credit individually for the good things they do. Islam doesn't deserve any credit for the good things Muslims do. You wanted to challenge that. The second thing you wanted to challenge uh, is when every time we mention something that is very uh, something that we discover about Islam, and we like Muslims don't know about this. Yeah. If more, if a lot of Muslims knew about this, they would be shocked. They would be surprised. Uh, and you want to challenge that idea. And the third thing you wanted to challenge was. <coughs> The way we're biased about the things, some of the things that we talk about, uh, and this, what you're talking about right now, I think fits in that third category, right? And you yes. mentioned that yeah, you're no, very, this was you mentioned you, you're right. Majorly, this was like you know in response to the question that am I religious or not? And my basic point here is that the the word religious is you know we have mapped onto certain actions. 
and you know those actions which are obvious to us it doesn't necessarily mean that you know okay uh, me being religious it doesn't mean something that well, uh, we can start with the third thing first armin I mean, okay but i i, I want to just quickly say i think you're you, you're using the words expert and religious interchangeably as if we, if we say somebody is religious that means they're an expert most religious people are not expert when we say somebody was very religious we're not claiming that they were expert if somebody um, you know takes their religion seriously um, and somebody that lives in australia that is born to a white family is has any amount of knowledge about arabic they are way more religious than most muslims in the world right uh, uh, religious no, religious true. does not mean and i could tell you growing up as muslim um in an islamic country most people didn't bother to learn arabic somebody that bothered to learn arabic even though that was their, not their mother tongue that that makes them way more religious than average even if you don't yeah, want to call but, them an expert that that is that is religious religious mm, even but, if you do five times prayers a day you're already ex relig more religious than most muslims than most muslims that's all mm. it takes to be religious yeah but you see you're linking you're linking being religious with knowing and you know more like you know the the academic side and you know the vocabulary he so, knows more how, how would you define religious how would you define it i mean you know it's it's all a matter of what is ingrained in your heart you know someone uh, some poor man uh, in the streets of uh, let's say africa is uh, removing a thorn from the path of the people walking by that is being religious because you are being motivated by something that the text tells you to do and you know uh, you know th this is what i would call you know being but religious i would do that too i mean, like i would if there is a thorn in the path of people uh, i would do that if there's a homeless guy on the street and i have spare food from my takeaway order and I have a dog I'll give him yeah. the food I won't be thinking am I going to hell did the Quran tell me to do this did the Bible tell me I would just do it because I empathize with the person and uh, I know how they I would feel if I was if I was in yeah, their situation but, so, uh, but so but that doesn't make so, me religious okay we're now talking yeah, the, you guys really want to focus on semantics and yeah yeah I, I, words? Okay. let's just keep it let's right, keep it going right, let's yeah. keep that I, I think this is but, yeah uh, so here's what I'm saying that uh, defining you know to you maybe being religious would be you know knowing how to say madhab properly but to many that's not the case no, so, no that's, 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 never, that's never that's not what we said and yeah. that's not what he said but let me just tell you um uh, but 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 you did say that you know she, she knew this so this shows that how serious she was that was serious uh, but I, yeah, yeah it doesn't reflect This just yeah, knowing I, the I, word I don't think it's that black and white. It's not so that black and white. It's all relative, okay? If it's all relative. If you if you want to talk, if you if somebody goes and memorizes the Quran, okay? Uh compared to the average Muslim, this person has taken Islam extremely more seriously. But this person compared they're more likely to, to Hold on, Ali. Let me too. just finish one point. But compared mm -hmm. to a, somebody that is take, getting a degree in Al Zahra University or in Qom, they're not that. They're not very religious. Okay, compared to that person, right? But compared to 99% of Muslims in the world, this person is extremely way more religious. Somebody that has spent their time to memorize 
the Quran or 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 the natural Baloke or something like mm-hmm. that. But Ali, you're saying that uh, that religious being religious, you're you're talking about it interchangeably as somebody who does good things. Like yeah. you can have your somebody who doesn't know about the Quran. Like I think I think I know what you're saying. You're saying that someone he may not know the Quran, may not have memorized it, may not be an expert in religion, but they may just believe so strongly in the faith, and they believe and and and. Uh, that causes them to do certain actions and have a certain sort of yeah, level of belief uh, and yeah, faith. Because, because it, is, it is comprised of, you know, both rituals and your actions. Right. So, you know, both of these are important. So, if if someone is like, an, you know, this average dude, you know, working 9 to 5, working 9 to 5 in order to provide for his family, this action is mandated by uh, uh, by the religion. Okay, so, but that's not religious. You know, that's not religious because that's something you can see from a non-religious person. It's for something to be religious. Yeah, yeah, you you can, you can, but you can also see it from the religious right, perspective. Right, right. Okay, you but, know, these, but these both, little okay, things but, in life also make people. You okay, know, but uh, both religious people and non-religious people wipe their ass. Just because religious people also wipe their ass doesn't make wiping your ass a religious <laughs> act, right? Like yeah. in Islam, so, you're, in Islam, you're supposed to clean the najis off your ass, right? You can't just come out of the washroom without cleaning yourself, right? But non-religious people also do that. That doesn't mean that this you're being that's a religious act. For something to be religious, you have to see an action being, you know, ex- most coming from a religion, and you can see identify that this is an action that people do because of their religion and their religion alone, like praying, like doing the Hajj. Like fasting during Ramadan. No, no, no. These see, are see, religious see, again, actions. again, yeah, Armin. Again, you are linking religion with exclusively rituals. But you know what I'm saying is, doing these things is a motivation from religion. Okay, I, so I get. Doing I think these I... things in itself makes a person religious. As right. I said, you know, these little I... things in life that you do, even menial, you know, you might even, you might not notice it. You might not even, you know, uh, take a moment to think about it. So why is it but when I'm doing it not religious? A 9 to 5 uh, dude working 9 to 5 to sincerely provide for his family is being religious. Is it, I think is I, it get religious the, I get when the... I do, Is it religious when I do it? Yeah, for you, that's not the motivation, right? So no. Okay, so here's... I think that this is what the impasse is, okay? The, 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 the sort of the... the a disagreement. I, I, I'm also gonna. I'm gonna try to explain what what I think Armin's saying, and I kind of agree with him. Uh, it there's a thing about symptoms, and there's something about what the the thing is a symptom of. Like for instance, if you have a fever, right? You could that fever could be a symptom of cancer. It could be a symptom of a cold, or it could be a symptom of you just having been vaccinated, right? Which is a good thing. You can get a mild fever after vaccination. <coughs> So it really depends on the underlying thing. Now, what I think Armin is saying, right, and I I would agree with it if he if he's saying it, is that if you have somebody who goes out of their way to perform certain actions, like goes out of their way to spend their savings on Hajj, goes out of their way to pray uh, five times a day, wake up early in the morning, then does that mean one hundred percent that they are doing it motivated by religion? No, it doesn't. But it is more likely that someone who engages in those actions is doing it out of deep religious faith. 
On the other hand, you could some have somebody, and I know people like this. I know people who are like Sufis. I know a lot of Sufis. They smoke weed. They drink alcohol. They do all kinds of stuff. They just have this really strong belief in God. They're also very, very religious. Uh, but usually when you see people, most of the time, if they're drinking and smoking and, you know, having sex, then chances are they're just not very, very, they don't have a lot of right. religious faith. So it's a thing of probabilities. Right. You're right. You it's can be also, religious in both it's ways. Also, it's also a thing of uh, of balance. You see, if if someone's, you know, uh, smoking, clubbing, you know, and, and all that stuff, hmm. uh, they will not be considered religious because what's in your heart will also reflect on your actions. So I cannot just, you know, claim to be, you know, if... Uh, if I'm praying or, you know, going for Hajj and all that, and at the same time, I'm doing the things that are prohibited, then, you know, uh, th then, then so there's something wrong inside because what's in your heart will also reflect in the but little everyday everyday. It, it goes the other way around life. too. It goes the other way. Like what your actions are um, will more often than not, in most cases, what your actions are will also reflect What's in your heart? What is in people's heart? That's you know what you're saying is okay. Let, so. let me let me actually yeah, go on, Armin. Let me ag agree with something uh, Ali is saying. If somebody is going is, is it, uh, both of you are saying is correct actually something both of you are saying is correct. It, it comes down to motivations, right? If you are going and um, you know helping the poor, for example, simply because it's part of your religion, not because you actually want to. Then yeah, you are you are very religious, and and some if somebody is doing that, and they're an atheist, that's not a religious act. So, but but there are certain actions that like praying, fasting, doing Ramadan, and doing the Hajj. The the motivation is almost exclusively because somebody is religious, right? Some other actions, like maybe giving to the poor, for example might become the motivation might be not from religion but it could also be from religion but if you're somebody that wouldn't have given to the poor if it wasn't for religion and because of your religion because you're taking a you know checking a box because of doing your religious duty duties and you only because of that you're going and, and giving to the poor then and that's on your yeah. mind all the time like oh is is this according to islam is this according to islam yeah, I, yeah. Um, know, then that uh, if that's on your mind all the time yeah that's also a sign of being extremely religious even if it's actions that other people do so the, i agree uh, with you the, the there is yeah, yeah. Okay. i i'm sorry uh, I, no, i'm i'm glad <laughs> there's a little little nuance to that um in terms of you know what you believe in faith and and religion it's that uh you know, it is said that God has, you know, placed good in every one of us. And, you know, yeah, in the category of that good is doing the good stuff and also finding your way to God. So these both come under the category of good. So, you know, in a way, if you, you know, uh, if you see in a, in a bigger picture, both these things are, you know, act of religiosity. Right. Believing right. and doing good. I'm saying this in response to what you said that, you know, if I'm doing something good and in my mind is, you know, always, you know, uh, heaven, hell, fear of Allah, you know, this motivation is placed innately in, in us. 
you know, the, uh, that's the belief. But let's not I go know, there the, because that, that's not part of what, we, I mean, I'm going to disagree with that, but that's going to take the conversation to a whole other yeah, direction yeah. that you, don't, uh, you, you mentioned you don't want to go to. But I, but I just want to point out that even, even if it's true, even if some people doing, are doing some things that is because of their religion and it's all actions that non-religious people do, that doesn't really contradict what I've said because there are certain other actions that mostly only religious people do. So when, when you see those actions, you could tell, you know, okay, this person is religious, right? So if somebody is giving to the poor just by observing that, you cannot tell if they're religious because they, that might be coming from their religion. It might be just coming from their sympathy. I know you're trying to define, um, you know, coming, you know, every the way you want to try to define acts of sympathy is that it covers all good acts uh, that are, are as to be religious. The way you're defining it, so like basically even a heathen doing a good thing, it's a it's a coming from God or something. But that you're just claiming our morality for yourself by doing that. That's a sneaky way of get, you know doing that. But I'm gonna keep it. No, it's not religious. It's ours. It's just because of our sympathy. But but there are certain other actions that if you notice in somebody, like praying, unlike giving to the poor, which I can't tell if somebody is religious or not, but praying, fasting, doing the Hajj, uh, yes. trying to learn Arabic, I can, if somebody is doing those, I can say, like, this person is religious. I know this person is religious. I mean, I'm not, no, I'm almost sure that this person is religious, right? So. Yes, yes, yes. Let okay. me. Uh, okay. We have established that the person who prays, gave MSF khutbahs and, you know, learned a, a few things, he, they were religious. We have established it. Mm -hmm. Once they leave that path, glorifying them on the basis that they were religious is not okay, according to me. Okay, and before, before you give the reason, it. let me tell you, let, let me tell our audience why this is a sensitive issue. Because of a lot of Muslims listening to our podcast, they 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 get um, they they may uh, I've seen this on Twitter as well. The problem that they have with our show is that we think like just because this person was religious and now they're not, we're making it seem like they're an authority and whatever they say yeah. about Islam. Uh, is for example, okay. yeah, for example, in the in the you know uh, Abdullah Samir, uh, he you know he there is a repetitive mention. I was a staunch believer. You know, right. a person like me who was religious, a person like me who made a website with uh, uh, Abdurrahim Green, and you know, right. a person like me who's okay. That person was you. Now you have left it. Now, the both of those things don't have anything to do with each other. Had they anything to do with each other, he wouldn't have left it. Why not? Why don't now they have? Why why don't they have anything to do with each other? Mm. Yeah, because you know, uh, the moment you know that someone has left it, they were not you know in it completely. That's Wait. that's the sign. Uh, no. So why, what if I was a drug addict? And now I recovered from my drug addiction. Doesn't that give me like some, um, doesn't my experience in leaving it, does that mean that is now I, if I go out and try to help other people live, leave their drug addiction, can somebody come to me and say like, listen, you're not a drug addict anymore. 
So why are you talking to us about how you know leaving you know drug addiction? You should you can only talk about it while you were a drug addict. Yeah. Like, no, maybe my yeah, experience no. leaving it gives me better. You know, wh- why why is it completely irrelevant? Why, how is it not connected? The, the you know your uh, your experience as, as a former drug addict will not you know you will not go in the in the anatomy of the drugs. You will just you know say your experience about it. Uh, yeah, but, but, uh, but people like you know mentioning. Uh, see, my only issue is people using that platform of you see, I was religious, mm-hmm. and if I left it, it must there must have been something wrong. You know, wait, no, that's uh, that's a straw man. But, uh, that's their, not what they that's say. That's a, that's a straw man, man. That's a straw man. You're yeah, just they, they you're don't simplifying what uh, they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Let me just make. Uh, I'll give you another example of this. What about people who are converting into Islam? From you know, like there are people who come from who are atheists, who are Christians, or something else, uh, and then they what they do is they convert to Islam, and then they talk about the way of the disbelievers. I mean, in Islam, one of the biggest things, if you read through the Quran, it's always talking about disbelievers. They're talking about disbelievers. They're talking about what disbelievers think, how disbelievers live, how what should be done with disbelievers, about their morality. I mean, Islam makes many claims right in the Quran, almost on every page, about what the other side does. The people who who are well, who don't he, believe. Then mm-hmm. how is it? Then why is it that uh, if someone was deeply religious and really understood, and I know this because I was one of them, you know, I and and then you know you come out, and now you want to talk about that experience and what it was like. Um, I, yeah, I think it's the talk, same yeah, thing. Talk about experience. Talk about experience, but uh, but don't use that platform to uh, to come off as you know someone who is an but, authority. But, but, wait, wait. But here, sorry, sorry. Let me finish what I was saying, uh, Armin. But what if what if uh, first of all, nobody. I, I have a problem with the word expert or authority. We usually use that in a very uh, sort of um, facetious kind of sense. So we don't wait, say wait, expert we, or authority. When, when we when have we ever used that? Have you ever called yourself an expert, Ellie? No, uh, no, we we've never. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm saying when we say it, we usually say it as an as a facetious. Oh, this person's not an authority. But we don't. We never pretend that anybody is an authority. But I know people. Like I, I have. Uh, no, there are but, people. But but Ali. Uh, I am sorry for interrupting you again. No, 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 no. Uh, Please do that. Please interrupt. Yeah, We're interrupting so, you. The, the so you is, I know you might them. not. You interrupt us. You, uh, you, you might not claim that they're authority, but you have a two-hour podcast on the life of the prophet, and uh, you know you. Uh, and you know Abdullah Gondal is someone who has you know. Uh, who has left Islam, right? And you know, to, to do a podcast on the life of the Prophet is, you know, it's is like this two-hour, uh, I call it in some secular jihadist institute class, right? On uh, Wait. how his life. And, hey, and but, but he knows okay, about it. Yeah, he, he knows know. about. You know how easy it is to know the life. You think the life of a Prophet is like rocket science? Do you know how easy it is to read people about? People have people have spent their lives. No, no, Armin. Yeah, I, I disagree with it's, you, Armin. No, okay, I, no, I disagree with no, you back. I, I want to, Wait. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll the reason I'll disagree with you here. I, I disagree with you too, Ali. But but I, let, the, let me make but, let me let me finish my point. Okay, okay the life there there's details about the life of Muhammad and the way. Uh, okay, there's a there's a level that every anybody that could read could understand. 
there's some basics there's some battles that were won or lost uh there were some you know move you know and, and people could talk about it people could find some of it fascinating could find some of it ridiculous could find some of it inspiring and anybody it's not rocket science anybody can, that could read a storybook could read this and understand it and people could get together and talk about it okay you don't have to believe in zeus to start believe, talking about stories of zeus about zeus okay people get people that enjoy greek mythology get together and they have book clubs and talk about the part, you know, stories of ancient um, gods and none of them believe in any of it. You don't, they don't say like, hey, yeah. if you don't believe yeah. in Zeus, why are you talking about these stories? They might, they have podcasts about it. They have book clubs about it. They are yeah, passionate but, but about the, it. Yeah, go on. But the thing is when, when, you know, when that started, the introduction of the guest and, you know, the reason to have him to be, you know, for, you know, the purpose of the episode and the person who was on that episode. So it was more like, you know, having an instructor specifically for that class. You get my point? No, that's yeah, no, no, yeah. I get your point and that's, a wrong, and that's wrong. Just because, because he claims to be someone who is, okay. you know, who, who knew this two, is, three companions. Maybe, maybe he no, read. Okay, okay, okay. Let, no, me, no, let, no. let me, let me, let me give you some relative. All of this is relative. Okay. I have talked to most people like oh you 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 you're, you're saying it you're experts first of all when people say yeah you're saying i've heard the word expert mostly by the people that are against us i have never heard i mean if i hope i've never referred to ourselves as experts okay the only time i hear the word experts is the people that are accusing us of calling ourselves experts like they i see it on twitter muslims are like oh these people are saying they're experts like no you're calling us experts okay so, but yet, most there's different levels. I can tell you, most, the vast majority of Muslims have no idea about any of these things. Okay? Have no, I have talked to so many Muslims, average Muslims. Yeah, they maybe you have, others have too. I know, I, yeah. I know. And most, most Muslims, if you make a random hadith, a random verse of Quran, they believe it's in the Quran. If you most Muslims, I've talked. If you talk, I've talked to them about different verses in the Quran. They had no idea this was in the Quran. Most Muslims, I let me tell you, for 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 the past fifteen years, I've been talking to many Muslims. I ask average, not Muslims that are activists, but average Muslims. I ask them to name me the five pillars of Islam. Most Muslims cannot name me the five pillars of Islam. Any person, not just yeah, those are the Muslims you talk to. Any uh, for fifteen years, not just myself, okay, not just ex-Muslims. Any average person that has never been Muslim, they spend one hour, one hour, half a day maximum studying the Islam. After half a day of studying Islam, now they know more about Islam than ninety. No, I'm not going to give you a number. Most Muslims in the world. Any person studying Islam for half a day knows more about Islam than most Muslims yeah. in the world. So, Can what, I bring no, no, let, yeah. let me finish this point, okay? We're not, so we don't say we're experts, but we know more than, I can easily say that we know more than most people. We know more than most Muslims. We even know more than most ex-Muslims. But that's not enough to make us experts. Experts is somebody that has an academic degree in something, and that's why, that's why we have guests. It's basically the kind of the, the difference is like somebody, let's say somebody is a, a 
studies Greek mythology as a as a passion. They're interested in it. They're they it's a hobby. It's they're not experts, but they have read a lot of books about it. Yeah. They started a book club. They started a podcast. Yeah. They don't let me, They know more than most people about Greek mythology. They're, but they but the experts are the they're their guests sometimes. Like sometimes okay, they have I, somebody I, with a degree, yeah. and those are the experts. He's not an expert, so, but he knows more about Greek mythology than most people. Go on, Ellie. Okay, so so I want to yeah I want to say I want to bring another angle. First of all, as far as the expert and authority, I think I can recall one of the people that we did refer to as an authority, which I think was legitimate, was Brian Earp, who came in and he talked about circumcision and FGM because or he Tom, is a, or Tom Holland. <laughs> he actually studies this in Yale and he's published a lot on it, but. Let's yeah. So I want to come at it from a different angle. So Ali, think about this. Um, you and I both from Pakistan, right? So there, uh, there, there's somebody who's lived in Pakistan all their life. They've never gotten on a plane, gotten out of there. Will they know something about Pakistan? Yes, they will. Right? Now, someone who has lived in Pakistan for a lot of their life, then they went out and lived in Dubai, or lived in the U.S., or lived in America and saw Pakistan from that perspective, will they know something else about Pakistan that the person who's living there won't? Yes, they will. Uh, if you go out into outer space, you're an astronaut, and you look at it, Pakistan, you're the first person ever to go out into space, and you look down, and you see Pakistan from outer space. Are you going to know additional things about Pakistan that that guy in Pakistan or the other guy in Chicago or wherever does not know? Yes, you will see those things. So... One of the advantages, the reason, even if Abdullah Gandul isn't an expert, one of the advantages of having him on the show is that when I grew up and I learned about the Prophet's life, I learned all good things. They were very rosy, right? They were about what he did, the miracles, you know, how he was known as, as, the, um, as honest and, and friendly and all of that. So I, I learned about all of the, yeah, yeah. So I learned all about, the, about all of the, that character. But the thing is that... Um, Abdullah Gandal also has that view. He also was raised and he learned everything about the Prophet that, that you did, that all Muslims did. But then he has also viewed the Prophet's life from a an objective or a non-religious perspective. So he's looked at him yeah, as just okay. a historical figure, right? No, he has. And he has said um, he, he has said good things about him and he said bad things about him and he's analyzed him in that way too. So just like you can have different angles uh, on or different views of a country or a person, depending on where you are. <clears throat> Abdullah Gandul has two vantage points. As somebody who uh, read about the Prophet in, in a positive way when he was a Muslim, and also somebody who's read about him in a dispassionate way uh, when uh, but, he was not but, a Muslim. But Ali, but Ali, the yeah, I I understand that you know you have like a wide audience, but yeah. the thing is. Uh, you ha had the, the podcast for a purpose and you had a specific guest for that purpose. It must be based on something, right? Now, he... Uh, that's what it was know, based on. That's what it was based on. Yeah, because, you know, we, we all read the same anecdotes about, you know, the uh, tidbits, trivia about the life of the Prophet. But condensing it in, like, you know, being a reductionist and to condense it... I, I know you have time limitations... But, you know, in the end, what happens? People form their opinions, you know, based on, you know, uh, the two hours on whose life has been studied, uh, studied enormously. I think, you know, uh, that would be, you know, uh, that would be forcing yourself to be factually incorrect. Because, you know, in those 
two hours you are you know, you're in a hurry you you know uh, you're saying things that you know might be and you know, I, and i left a i left a very uh, long comment on that uh, uh, you know on the audio of that episode on youtube but my point is basically uh, you know he's you know the gentleman is just an example having him on the podcast for that specific podcast you know so and it i have you a question that it was because no, 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 no. Yeah, finish yeah, your sure. thought and then Armin. Finish go it. ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Finish so your you, thought. You you had him on because you know he had read. Okay, fine. He had read, but still he you know uh, it's not equal to someone who actually you know is an expert and has some you know uh, you know proper academic references. You know you cannot yeah. condense something as huge. in a two hour thing for oh, uh, no, 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 no 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 you said you said just one sentence before okay one just one one sentence okay i'm just being a little so so here's the thing i it's it's not that somebody else would be more qualified i i don't want to have somebody on the podcast who will That's tell me something sentences. that everybody every muslim in the world already grew up learning i want to provide something that is is also authentic that it will also be backed up by the hadith and the quran and all that stuff but but that we like abdullah gandal shows all of that stuff but, but yeah. also gives a different view that that, that was that a was long seven, sentence that was that was seven sentences no it was one <laughs> sentence grammatically it was one sentence anyway go ahead armen um i forgot oh it, okay so first of all that so so you think that we could only have a show about the life of muhammad that that covers every single aspect of it like we can't have we can in that in by that standard that you have nobody could have a two hour podcast about the life of muhammad because obviously there's way more you TV, shouldn't have way, a podcast on the life of the prophet we shouldn't have a live podcast at all about the life of muhammad okay that's a very yeah, no, strange yeah, request it's... but would you make that request yeah would, uh, no, okay, no no because, let, because would you would be, you it, let's it, say it would be academically unfair it would I'm, i'm not saying because i am biased or anything you know it would you, right. you can not say they say some average that... do you, have you ever gone so you left a long comment on our podcast right would you let's say some um let's say some muslim And, uh, you know hold in, on let me let me comment, ask you a question let me ask you okay. this question okay let's say some a muslim woman young muslim women have these podcasts that are discussing these things islam okay these are all you know semi religious muslim women that they love their faith and they have podcasts about islamic sisters and all that right and one of their episodes <laughs> which they, they do yeah there's many of that like say one of their episodes this is just casually they're talking about and having fun about like talking reading the quran reading the hadith together with their audience let's say one episode they have a, um a episode about the life of muhammad and how great muhammad is and there's a two hour episode are you going to go on their podcast and leave a comment and be like dear sisters why are you having a two hour episode about the, how great muhammad is you guys are not you sisters are not scholars you should not be telling other sisters other muslimic sisters how how great muhammad is because this is not an academic research of the life of muhammad you shouldn't have this two hour episode would you go do, would you do that would you do that uh, would you leave that it, comment on their podcast yeah but yeah in but, but in that case if people are you know forming opinions 
then I would say that if it's meant to be something academic, then you know you better have a longer it session was, with all it was, the nuances. But Wait, it's not, it's it not wasn't meant to be meant academic. To be academic. To be... We, we, did we did we did we start the show by saying like we are going to have an academic, scholarly, historical review of life of Muhammad's life? Did we start the show like that? So you're it, saying this is what it... you said that there's a lot we don't know, and we're going to uncover this as if like you know yeah. he's you know. He is the only source, and that uncovering. Wait, no, you added only uncovering. You're just adding a lot of stuff no, that we didn't say. That's you're saying, first of all, you're adding the words academic and scholarly yourself. We never said that. You also now adding the words like he, as if he's the only person. Did we say that we just found the only person that knows a certain secrets about the life of Muhammad that no one has ever heard before? Did we? Is that how yeah. we started the show? Did we, or yeah, is this just no, the stuff that you're but, saying? Yeah. But but this is what was said now, right? Because Ali said that he had a different reading on his life. That's why he had him I, I, on the show. Okay. Right? You know, I did, but that doesn't mean that uh, I th I think that it's the only thing. I he's an interesting guest to have on. Look, we had him on to talk about the life of Muhammad. We've also had Daniel Hakikaju on to talk about Islam and whatever he thinks about it. We've had Tom Holland on. Too. And he actually is an expert. He's a historian, yeah. an academic, okay. scholarly and, expert. And, and about that, Tom Holland, also, that you I don't have... agree with, so he's not a. <laughs> no, scholar. no, no. That's uh, whether we're not talking about whether you listen. I disagree with Tom Holland on many things too, right? But the thing is that uh, he he actually was one, and we had him on to get his perspective. And we have a invited lot which, a lot a of lot scholar of which... Muslims that never come on our show, because yeah. So yeah. So what do we like? And, we, and we've had open, the law on. Yeah, yeah uh, to talk I, about yeah. his perspective, we've had so, we've had and and we have you on now to talk about it as well. So uh, it's not about, a matter of go on. Uh, if uh, we can go on about this, but if I just you know abruptly little move on to you know just because you mentioned Tom Holland and uh, you know I I listened to their podcast, but you know it was it it was I, I'm I'm you know sorry for. You know, in case it sounds offensive, but uh, it was a little Trigular. nauseating in near the end when you know there was this very ultra peak revisionist theory, and you know you guys were actually making him say some things that he didn't want to say, and this was noticed by not just me, I think two other people, uh, you know, two other random people who who commented that you know it's kind so of like now we're on words the second and, question. You know, which is good. No, it's not the second question. Yeah. The second question no, this was is the thing about will people be shocked about? Yeah, that kind of. So it's like all the petrol. So I, I've but seen no. Like, he, uh, let me clarify what he's saying to our audience because I I noticed some of those comments by Muslims on Twitter. People are saying that I tried to make Tom Holland say something about the direction of Kaaba that he didn't want to say. Actually, no, I didn't. I just wanted to know his opinion. Okay, especially given that I read his book and he wrote his book before those so a lot of people are saying like tom holland ha didn't want to say that the direction of kaaba is not towards mecca no no, no 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 it's it's not about what he wanted to say or what he didn't it was okay. your insistence on him saying that was uncanny okay no i wasn't I, no, know, no no you misunderstood because you you weren't paying attention to the what i was trying to say I wasn't trying to get him to say the things that I wanted to say. I would have been happy if he denied it as well. I just wanted to make sure that he gives us his opinion on it. Whether if he agrees in it, like what the what the Muslims on yeah, Twitter, you, hold on. You, I would, what Muslims on Twitter are saying is that Armin is really wants 
this to be true that that the direction of the Kaaba is not towards Mecca and this it revision came off is, as you did really want that. Well, yeah, what I really wanted is to make to for him to not. He, I I noticed that he didn't want to say much on it. Be, I think because he has got since he wrote his book about Islam about the, he has moved on to other things now and he hasn't looked into these new recent claims, right? Um, or I, maybe he hold, didn't want hold, to say it because there wasn't much weight to it. No, no, he told us before no. the show that he, to, he, he talked to us before, so yeah. we can't get into too much no. detail. So he, one no, thing no, about let Tom me Holland, let me finish my yeah. point. I just yeah, wanted yeah, to say that what I was very excited to just see what because we don't get access. This is a very a lot of new stuff. We don't know how true this is. We don't know if these claims are just, you know, stuff that people are making up or if there's any credibility to it. We don't get that many scholars on our show. And this is very fascinating to me. And I want this guy to give me his opinion on it. Of course I'm excited about it. Of course I'm trying to push to get an yeah, opinion now, from him. What the hell? What do you expect? Me, yeah. So th this this speaks for, you know, what, what I was also thinking. Then, you know, this person, and I quote, Armin just wants to confirm his prejudices and conspiracy theories. Tom Holland is carefully following the evidences and not jumping to definitive conclusions. And that's the <laughs> hallmark of a true scholar. And one can argue why he believes something or doesn't agree with the point. It seems like you are being very desperate for it not to be Makkah and clinging, clinging for it to be disproved 100% when there is so much uh, you know, uh, mystery. For them, right? Yeah, so, some of the sentiments of not me, of you know, people. Yeah, I know, I know. I've seen those. I've seen those. And let me respond to it. First of but, all, uh, do you think, uh, no, Armin, do you th do you understand why people may yeah, have thought that you were yeah, being too? That's what I'm trying to respond. If you let me, okay. Oh. First of all, um, you say confirm what what I want to be true. First of all, I have said every time that I, we have, we don't know yet, but it would be exciting if this is true. Like every time we talked about this, I've never said this is real. This is true. I said this is something that is new, is very interesting, and I'm fascinated about it. So confirm of something that Army wants to be true. How is that possible? Even though I've every time I said I don't, I, Armin is saying it's true, even though I've every time I said we don't know if this, this is true. So that's a contradiction. Second of all, a hallmark of a true scholar. Did I ever say I'm a scholar? Like, are you guys saying... No, 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 no hold no, on. He was talking about Tom Holland. I know. You're Tom. saying he's following the evidence. He's a scholar. So Armin is not... Well, of course he's... I'm not a scholar. Of course he's a scholar. I'm not a scholar. Like, our people are, like, yeah. trying to attack me by saying, like, yeah, no, oh, was, he's a scholar. Was... Armin is not. Well, of course... Uh, well, yeah. Win for you guys. I accept that. that I accept that, was, that defeat. That was, he's a scholar and a... I'm not. That... Third thing. Third, third thing. Um... You, you're saying that I want this to be true? Yeah, I actually w would not want this to be true because it's so, would be incredible. That doesn't mean I'm Just saying, that, you know, I'm not to... saying it's true though. I'm not saying, I'm saying I don't know, but I would love it to be true because that would okay. be incredible if it's true, but I'm never okay. saying it, is, I've never said that it's true. I am skeptical about it. I have no idea. I'm not a scholar. That's why we bring scholars on our show. I'm trying yes, to see. Ali, but, yeah, yeah. Ali, go ahead. Yeah. But your, but the bias that uh, exists make you, you know, as a host, it it makes you kind of, you know, wanting for it to be true, even though it. Yeah, I'm sure you want it, but you know, you are. Hey, that's okay, reflecting it, on the way you're questioning. 
Yeah. Okay. Is the accusation that I'm biased? I am biased, and I make it very clear. <laughs> of course, I'm biased. biased. I am biased, no and I make it transparent for our audience to know, so that they can no take one, that into consideration. Don't no make it reflect on the way you're hosting, right? Because that, no, that will, course, you know, shift the objectivity. No, I will ref I will change my hosting based on my biases. That's no, the whole point. It's, uh, That's yeah, the whole Ali, point Ali, of having Ali, this show. My bias is against Islam. That's why, it, for example, of course, is, am I going to let my anti-Islam bias reflect on the show? Yes, all the, all, every every single minute if I could help it. Okay? Uh, it's like, it, it is true. Like, probably, if I'm a podcast host and you're an expert on heart disease, and I say, Ali, you know, Dr. Ali, you're an expert on heart disease. Can you tell me, can I have, if I have two drinks a day, will that reduce my chance of heart disease? And you say, no, as an expert, I can tell you that uh, drinking is not good for you, the alcohol. Well, I'm like, oh, come on. Can't it be true? I read a study. Can you tell me? If we have a conversation like that, for podcast format, it's okay. It's not an academic conference. First of all, the, yeah. the other thing is oh, I want to okay. make sure, I want to make sure that uh, people are jumping to assumptions about what Tom Holland actually thinks. Um we did talk to Tom Holland before. It wasn't that he was holding back because he didn't truly believe it. We cannot force Tom Holland to say anything that he doesn't want to say. Um, but um, we do know certain things he thinks, and we know that he does not want to necessarily say them. Uh, and a lot of scholars are like this. They have their ideas. They have their educated guesses. But they don't want to actually publicly come out and say them unless there is definitive right. evidence, A, okay. right? Which okay. there isn't. There is not definitive evidence that, you know, Petra is okay. a real Mecca. And okay. uh, sorry, the, the second thing is Tom Holland actually had to – he went through a lot when he made the documentary. Uh, he got a lot of death threats. He yeah, had to no, protect no, his I'm, family. I'm, I'm, I'm not judging. Yeah. No, no, no. Just uh – -huh. uh, it's you know everyone has their own uh, mindset sensitivities and I'm in no way judging. I'm only objecting at you know uh, just because you know you know the, the mention of Tom Holland inspired this you know uh, what I said you know the whole Tom Holland thing that the way he was being questioned on the Petra thing it was as if like you know he was pushed to give a certain answer. And uh, just I just want I to really follow it up. I really don't think I have that power over a scholar to yeah, push no. them to change. But we, we already to, had, to tell me something. We already that had that comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if just you think that the, was my motivation, end, I... you're giving me you you're you, you then you really don't understand what I was trying to do because I never think like I could force somebody to say, especially somebody that is an expert in giving their opinion. I really don't and think no, I have that power over them. Of course, you, I don't think force. I don't think I I think I, you guys are saying like oh he was trying to make him say something else like really do you think I'm gonna I have I have this delusion that the scholar is on our show and he has a different opinion and I'm gonna pressure him into you, saying something no, that he doesn't agree with like I'm not serious? saying I'm not saying I'm not saying you have the power to change opinion and you do not have the power to change the opinion but you're inclined a certain way that yeah, that yeah. you know that tweaks with the objectivity of the podcast. So, yeah, I am, that, I that, am biased. Is that what you're saying? I'll admit it. I am extremely biased. Okay, I admit that right here to you. <laughs> and, okay, and, so... and you, and you, uh, just one last thing. One yeah, last yeah. thing about it. Yeah. Uh, according to you know, I'm citing one of one of the scholars that I admire a lot, Dr. Jonathan Brown. Uh, he cited that you know the a book by Robert Hoyland, Islam as others saw it. Robert Hoyland is you know. Uh, is someone academic and you know he has a say. He said that the Qiblas they generally point towards Makkah and in the rare case that they don't, otherwise they just you know made a mistake. That that that's what Robert Hoyland saying. That's the 
one of the academ- uh, academic conclusions of the thing that Prasima, there was so much argument not, about. Let, well, I, I mean, if you want to get, if you want to open that, because you, you're saying something that I, I, if I want to respond to, it's going to change the whole direction of That's the thing. See, lay Muslims are not shocked with the whole Petra thing. Because, they, you know... The, well, I have met many of them that they are. So I don't know what you... You have met. All right, but so don't say don't say they are not as if you're, you just started this show by saying that you do not you're not representing all Muslims, right? So don't come here and say average Muslims are not shocked as if they all are going to well, react the same we way. We agree on something. hashtag not all. Yeah, okay, not no, all. But so, yeah. so, so there are many of them that maybe are not shocked, but I have met also many of and, them that and, are extremely shocked. So they, I don't know what you're and saying. There are as I just like I cited, you know, this book by Robert Hoyland. These are, you know, these things are established, and you know. Okay, you're getting like, into you know, academic oh, we, argument. We, we, we have. I could give you scholars that disagree with that. Yeah, they're they're actually David King, have, for and, and then, yeah, and then I could give you ten more, and you know, yeah, this could go so on. So we don't but know. The, the point is. So the point I'm, is that we don't know, and it's interesting, and I, I'm fascinated about it. Okay, so we never said we're like fascinated, we, but. I mean, you know, these things are established, and it seems like you are also speech. biased. Uh, so wait, you're wait, saying, wait, 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 hold on, okay, hold on, guys, okay. guys, time out. So Just, I, I want to ask Ali. So Ali, no, no, no I, okay. Uh, if you want to change the conversation, no, 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 I'm not changing the conversation. No, I want, I want. I'm get saying to, that you're, is, Ali, you, you, you are doing exactly what you're saying I'm doing. Okay, I'm inter- I, I'm, I would be very interested to see if it's true that the direction of Mecca is wrong all these years and I'm looking at the scholars that are that are pointing out that it might have been wrong and you're saying I'm biased and I'm saying yes I am biased because that would be fascinating to me and you are also biased because you would you are very biased to show that no it was always correct and now you're pointing yeah, to the scholars that agree with your position so you're doing exactly what I'm doing the, yeah there's no my- way uh, this guy's Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, sorry, Ali. I'm just going to interrupt because I want to ask you something. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to turn this sort of conversation around a bit uh, this on the same topic. There is a plausible theory, not just based on the Qiblas, right? Not just, and they, this is an actual theory among Islamic scholars, right? It's it's among published work. There are Qibla experts that include David King as well, and he's he's disagreed with Dan Gibson, but he's also kind of said a lot of the same things as him. But there is a plausible theory that the Quranic descriptions of Mecca, right? Uh, that they don't, they coincide with something else. The fact that it was on the trade route coincides with something else. That episode we talked about all of the other evidence. It wasn't yes, just the Qibla. Yes. So not saying that it's true, just it's plausible. Now we want to sit and explore this topic with someone who has studied it. How do you think that conversation should go? Oof. Uh See, I agree that this is not an academic podcast, so I would allow a certain. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I would allow, like, you know, if you, I don't you allow, understand. don't do it. You understand. understand. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm saying, you know, in that case, I would allow a certain bias because, you know, it is, after all, secular jihadist. And, you know, uh, yes, there is a, a certain audience. <laughs> but the thing is, when when there is the talk of opinion formation, then you know it. It seems a little bit. Uh, it seems a little bit. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, define or, what know, do you mean by what do you mean by there's a talk of opinion formation? You mean from the audience? From the listener's point of view. Okay, and what about that? You know, people might form um, you know opinions, and you know it's uh, as 
you know it's it's good for us to be you know objective so they have you know they have they make an informed decision and okay. you know uh but that's that's on okay so for example that's on the that's on our listeners right you you understand okay you cannot for example what i do when it comes to let's say western politics right i there are certain people that i follow and i know that these people are biased some of them are extremely left leaning some of them are extremely right leaning i don't want each one of these people to be not left or right i going to them because they are biased i try to be more objective by listening to both of these sides it's on me to form my opinion by listening to yeah, more biased sources yeah right yeah i'll give you that if i'm yeah. listening to a, let's say i'm uh, i'm not i'm disagreeing with both the right wing and the left wing but i'm listening to a left wing podcast because they're left-wing if one day they decide like let's let's be not left-leaning let's be completely objective about everything and not i'm gonna stop listening to them because they were my source of left-leaning opinion and the right wing yeah. was my source of right-leaning opinion so i'm gonna stop listening okay. to them if they're something uh, right-wing okay yeah okay now like you know what what ali brought up about all the all the studies regarding it and all that you know my point is not actually the content of the studies mm. my point is the result that you you guys celebrate over you know the celebration over oh you know now the islamic world will shake completely that, you know that's just, oh, no that's not the celebration from my happened. point of view the my islamic world has shake, actually, been shaken no, no, many my, times my question wasn't really whether the islamic world will shake uh, what i think is Anytime you have an established sort of status quo of opinion that everybody has, everybody's like, oh, okay, this is what we think. And then someone comes and turns it upside down and presents something contrary. The reason the Da Vinci Code right, by Dan Brown hmm. was such a big hit is because it provided an alternative hmm. right, uh, historiography of Christianity that was fascinating to people. The idea was, oh, is this possible? Right? It is, yeah, and that, that was... That and that was interesting. So it's a, when you when you get excited about the possibility of something that you hadn't considered before. None of us are convinced that you know everything happened in Petra. Nobody's one hundred percent convinced. But, but that. making a claim. But for example, in the podcast with Tom Holland, um, Armin actually made a claim. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. In the podcast that was the live stream, Quranic criticism shattering right. the myth of. Some, so in that. Armin actually made a claim that okay now we have uncovered you will see that this is going to shake the Islamic world if it's and true if, i said if it's if this is true but the, there I was this thing of you know okay you, first of all this i i cannot say it will because i also say i don't know if this is true okay wait specifically but, what was it ali no, no, I, he me, just um, said ali no was, hold on let me he said that if i i said if this uh this petra thing this um uh, kaaba not being in mecca and being petra it will shake the islamic world and ali you can't deny this okay even if you disagree that this is true okay if this was true hypothetically and mm -hmm. it was more and more discovered that this was true it would shake the islamic world but yeah, I said you lost me at it. Yeah, but if okay, but do you agree that if it, okay, so you could be like, well, it's not true, so it will not shake the. Listen, listen. I, I, I. But if I, it I is true, just... it would. 
If it's true, it would. Uh, mm-hmm. me... Ali, Ali, go ahead. Let let me just let me just say one thing. By the way, I, our again, audience is very uh, confused because we have two Ali's. You're right. Okay. I know. <laughs> so maybe we should call you Muhammad. Muhammad. Okay. Okay. Muhammad. So Nicholas Sinai, you can look him up. Another, you know, I'm, you know, as I say, I'm I'm citing someone I admire, John Brown. Because he biased, cited a scholar, you... Nicholas Sinai, who said that until somebody gets decent evidence. The state of the field of Islamic history should be that which the Muslims have. That is the word of Wait, Nicol- until can, you get you something repeat solid. You repeat that you, you got Until somebody gets a very perfect, solid, and decent evidence of something, otherwise, the state of the field of history should be the Muslim history of the compilation. You know. Of you know stuff like compilation of the Quran and you know all all these things. No, but that's wrong. So, that's straight up. That's uh, that's objectively wrong. That is objectively yeah, yeah, objectively but is, wrong. But this is some scholar that is said by a scholar from Oxford. He that's and he's fine, wrong. And that scholar yeah, from wrong. Oxford uh, is you, wrong. You, you 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 can say he's wrong. Yeah. But no, but uh, let me you. explain to you why. Yeah, I know I'll, that's me, I'll, and I'm that's I'll, I know it's me. Who else is saying it? Of course it's me. Okay, I'm yeah, saying yeah. it because no, it's my he, opinion, and I'm saying he, my opinion is that that man is dead wrong. I don't give I'll, a shit I'll, that I'll, he's a scholar. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, yeah, guys, and, we're going and scholars we're are going wrong. In, scholars can be wrong. We, we are going in circles. Let me just one person saying it's wrong, and he's at the other saying. Let me tell you why right. he is objectively wrong. He's objectively wrong. Because the way to arrive at the truth, true story behind anything, behind anything, right, is to look for evidence supporting it, right? Hmm. And and during that time, you don't assume that something else is true. It's not like, okay, while we're researching evolution and while we've covered all of everything, gotten all the information about evolution, until then, we have to accept the biblical story no, of no, Genesis. No, no, but, but, but uh, Ali, Ali, I'm sorry, but... No, no, wait, wait, that's a Mohammed, classical argument saying, from ignorance. I, I do. Classical I do. No, no, argument I, from ignorance from a scholar. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the thing is, the point to be noted over here is the, the phrase state of the field if there is some tiny you know teeny tiny evidence elsewhere you don't start uh, using that as a course subject in big universities as a state of the field Ooh, depends how significant you can have one piece of evidence that can undo everything and then you can have 20 pieces of evidence but, that don't yeah, make yeah. a mark right but so until you have something solid that's you know uh, approved by the uh, the mainstream and you know, as I said again, this is not me saying it. This is someone who is a We're not. So we're not going to go with who's saying it because obviously one of the big things here is we talk about that we, we shouldn't go with what somebody says. We should go with uh, what yeah, the evidence uh, supports. Otherwise, we'd be believing in revelation as well. Right? Yeah. But no. 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 Here, no. No. I, I, I know. We're doing appeal to authority, and we're also doing yeah, arguments we, from ignorance. We're not going I, I know what you mean. I know what you're saying about the state of the field, okay? The state of the field. But what we can do, if you have the, the idea that you have a little bit of evidence or, you know, that this evidence, it's about the quality of the evidence. If you have something mm, in the evidence... But does the mainstream accept that evidence? That's no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When, when Darwin came up with the theory of evolution, the mainstream did not accept it. When the Prophet Muhammad came up with his message of Islam, 
did the mainstream accept it? That didn't happen for a long time afterwards. Okay, when anybody, Galileo came up with his uh, his ideas about astronomy, he was thrown, like the Catholic Church persecuted him. This is in throughout history. The first woman who said that women should have equal rights was called a whore by by everybody. Okay, yeah, I, I, I understand Don't your mainstream point. Mainstream acceptance is the Battle of Badr, right? Who was, how many people were on the Prophet's side and how many people were in the Quraysh? It was yeah, the no. whole minorities okay. and majorities that doesn't matter yeah no my uh, my point is okay uh, you are saying that you know the prophet muhammad prophet muhammad peace be upon him was uh, when he was a minority in mecca he was being persecuted and you know until somebody gets decent evidence until he had you know uh, it was the point of the conquest of mecca only then he you know uh, he made a point of you know uh, Publicly setting up a state, something like that. Until no, then, he was a minority. Whether he, something is true, whether something is no, true, no, no, just I, because the mainstream yeah, believes. No, he, he, came, he came from the very first day. He came out and he said, "La ilaha illallah," and he said, "Like, hey, come uh, with no evidence or nothing." He told. Did he to conquer the city? Him. No, he, he no, was but he was claiming he something. Wait, did these scholars conquer the city? <laughs> no, they're just claiming something is true. Muhammad was just claiming something is true. No, Muhammad didn't conquer a city, and as uh, the Oxford scholars when also did not When he was yeah. a minority, he had to migrate, and so the the community that makes the claims of these tiny evidences not accepted by the mainstream, they will have to do things so like it was migrate. Wrong, so and, his you know, opinion was wrong until to... it became mainstream. Let him finish, Armin. Okay. Armin, let, me, let him finish. Let okay. him finish. Go ahead, Mohammed. They will have to accept that their op opinion is a minority, which is why, you know, there is no point of, you know, claiming of, you know, uh, king yeah. of the son. Just to follow, just to follow the thought, I want. Wait, to, no, no. Some, you know, I need to Jonathan respond. Broke, I mean, let, let him, let's let him finish. No, because he yeah, finished that point. Jonathan Brooks said in the Journal of American Academy of Religion that unless you have evidence that stands up to, to like you know, it's solid, you don't have the right to say that you know, oh, you know, I'm I'm breaking taboos and I've uncovered this and you know, you know, there is there is a threshold until you reach. Such a solid evidence, mm. then you cannot make the claim. That's a straw man. We're not saying that. We're saying that this is a. We're saying this is a possibility. Nobody's saying this is true. Okay. This is. By the way, this claim is being taken seriously by a lot of scholars. By a lot of you know, a lot of scholars are rejecting it. A lot of scholars are skeptical about it. A lot of scholars, these are not just random bloggers and YouTubers talking about it. The claim that we are interested in and people are just the scholars that are saying that this might be true are scholars themselves, scholars that are respected and taken seriously by other scholars, including other scholars that disagree with them. They take them as seriously. This is not just some random conspiracy theories. I, all right. I also so, think you're talking about two different no, things. Uh, so, yeah, you. you're, but but you're you're saying like until it's proven, you shouldn't be making ma saying this claim is true. When did we say it's true? You, you saying, can say that you know you can say that there's a possibility. Yeah, that's what we're true, doing. But we're go, just go saying, on, go, go on, Mohammed. But. I'm saying that, you know, the major, the mainstream state of the field, the accepted state of the field should be the one that is... Not accepted. The, you know, you're saying, you're saying two mainstream. different things. Hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. You're saying two different things. First of all, you talked about solid evidence. Yeah. Then you talked about mainstream acceptance. 
Those are two completely different things. So there's this idea that, okay, you know, you have something should not be. Someone proposes a brand new radical idea. Einstein comes and says, okay, you know, Newton's theory of gravity wasn't the correct one. Here's my general theory of relativity. This is a correct one. Initially, people laugh in his face. So really, are you going to challenge Newton after 300 years? So that happens. Now, what is it that you're using as a criteria? Do you want him to come up with solid evidence or do you want there to be mainstream acceptance? Because what I think is that if you have evidence, right, then something is true whether you have mainstream acceptance or not. On the other hand, you can have mainstream acceptance worldwide of something for millennia like we did for slavery and it can still be completely, completely wrong. Right, so I I think that those two are completely yeah, okay. different things. Till till you reach that point, just accept and claim that you know this is a this is a very very minority opinion, and you know it won't blow the lid off anything. Minority Many among who? Scholars yeah, or yeah, Muslims? No, 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 but we did do that, Armin. We he's, did do he's that. right. Yeah. We did do that. We did say it's a minority we said opinion. It's new. And we said it's if it becomes. Yeah, if we do get solid evidence of it, if we find out it was true, like supposing the other you, half of the Sun of Manuscript know what? is true, right? Yeah, I have, I have a good, good example to give. For example, you know, there, there's a asterisk with a product and then, you know, down it says in very small fonts, uh, terms and condition oh. apply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. L we limited, have... yeah. The... Yes. So you are, you know, you, you are uh, being a reductionist when it comes to the if part, and you uh, blow that part out of proportion when you say this is going to shake this line yeah, of yeah, okay, so You want us to do this. You want us to do this with claims like the Petra thing and all of that stuff that actually have evidence. But then when it comes to claims in the Quran, hmm. right, about all kinds of things like virgins giving birth and the claims in the Bible about talking snakes, Adam and Eve, Noah and the worldwide flood, all of these things... I, I, this is one thing that I want to ask you as a lay Muslim, okay? Whenever I talk about something, evolution, whatever, they always say, well, where's the evidence? What about the missing fossil record? What about this? What about that? The Petra thing. Okay, this is just a theory. It's a minority. How do you know? Why, how, why are you saying this so conclusively? But when it comes to claims about the prophet going up and making the mirage journey on a winged horse and going oh. up to heaven and meeting Moses, right? They never, you, would you apply the same standard to yourself unless you have solid evidence that that actually happened? Hold back on it. Yeah, right? so, that's actually so great. This, Thank you so but much, that's, Ali. That's, that's what I'm asking. Point. Why not apply the same sort of, I, I, I'm glad you're applying critical thinking th skills to what we're saying, but why not also apply that right. to your elements? No, I mean, uh, you know, uh, see, again, this, my claim was not that. No, the no. believers are going to believe, and you are free to, you know, disbelieve. It's a simple. But the thing is, uh, you are blowing something out of proportion and leaving the condition aside. The condition was, if this is true, you, you know, you uh, make it in a very small font. Okay, you know, you know, if this is true, this will shake the Islamic world. But you say the latter part. As like you know, this has happened and oh, this no, will it, happen. It was, it was no, understood. No, okay, it no, was no, no, Ali, we're changing. Ali, yeah. you ask a very good question, and we're and here uh, the sec Ali number two, Muhammad, Muhammad, you're not Muhammad, Muhammad, Ali you're number not, two. <laughs> you're not responding to his question. Okay, you're diver You're changing. You're I pivoting. don't need to. Uh, no, no, no. Let's. I don't let, need I to scientifically prove. You know, uh, revelation is evidence for us. 
it might not be for you but it is for us revelation and, you know, we, okay we, then we we then can the agree Petro to disagree on then the documentary that i watch that's revelation okay so that's revelation to me and therefore it's true okay because your standards you're not, um, you know you t we're taking it out of proportion you um the claims muhammad made he never provided any evidence for it and you took it muslims took it so much out of proportion now that it's now a world's major religion you know you you you, you they, there's 20 okay never, but talk about taking out a proportion but but, uh, but you, you muslims you believe evidence, muslims right? believe but, muhammad took got on a wing what a horse whatever uh barack and he went to the talk to god and he split the moon in half and ali i can't that, great job bringing that up all of with none of like with can you apply the same standards when it comes to believing in things can you apply that to those beliefs as well would you do would you do that or no? Uh, uh, that's that's the belief, and you know I, I don't need to apply uh, skepticism to it because that's something. Why do, why do you have I, to apply it to? Then why do you need to apply it to what we're saying? That's a question. Because 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 you are claiming that it will shake the the Islamic world. That's why I said what I well, said. Well, you're also claiming that it will shake the entire fabric of the universe. You're claiming like we uh, yeah we're saying it will if if this is true it will shake the Islamic world. You're saying but that Muhammad is true. Muhammad's claims are true, and there's an afterlife. I think that's mm -hmm. a much bigger claim. There's a hell. There's a heaven. Um, so you're talking about shaking the Islamic world. You're talking about shaking okay, the fabric of the universe. I, I think. Can you? I think me? we've everybody said. Everybody's kind of made their point, so we're repeating ourselves now. Okay, I yeah. want to get. We have. I want to keep in mind of the time. I know that uh, you have. You've been. Thank you for being generous with your time. Oh. Yeah. By the way, have, sorry if I'm coming off as a bit aggressive. It's just, I, 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 no, that's fine. This no, is great. This is and sorry if I'm interrupting a lot. No, no I'm no. interrupting a lot. So you're very, <laughs> you're very sweet and you're very kind, and I hope you, I'm not in discouraging. Oh my you. God, you guys are getting along now. I, I thought oh, you were. No, oh. no, no, no. Yeah, by the way, for people, for people that I, for people that, no, just last, last thing for the people that are gonna come and comment like Armin, why are you so mean to the guests? Before we went on air, we told, I told him. And he said no, it's totally fine, and he can take it. This guy has a this guy has a tough skin. Like he he he's not sensitive, and he can, he's not a snowflake. He can take yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm I'm really I, I'm actually really enjoying this. I, yeah. I love this All right. conversation. All right, go we, next. First, so what? Well, sorry, we have we have around 19 minutes left. Uh, patrons, uh, we're going to have to be very selective with your questions. I'm going to try no, to wait, leave about three, said, four minutes. What would number point number one? Yeah, so we have credit. to go into point number one, and this okay. is going to be uh, quite a bit. So uh, point number one. Um, uh, Muhammad, uh, you were saying that a lot of times we, you know, we make the claim here that uh, Islam should not get credit for the good things that Muslims do. Mm. It should be, uh, it, it, it should not uh, collectively. That's what we say. Um, but uh, is the, you're, you're saying that Islam should get credit for it. Now, okay, here's the thing. Oh, for for a second, uh, forget the content of the text and you know and everything, and just on human to human level. Mm. If there is, you know, the, the example that I gave before, you know, of someone removing a thorn from the path of the, the walkers. Now, I'm doing this. I know I'm sane and I have a belief system and I just did that action. Now, the doer of the good who is sane and in his right mind is saying that the tradition of my prophet motivated me to do it then why should not that religion get credit? 
the doer of the good the person who did that good mm. who is sane and in his right mind mm. did that thing and then later on says that my motivation was this tradition of the prophet then obvious obvious say? sorry obvious counter to that this is the obvious one now does that whenever uh, the doer of a beheading of a disbeliever right says that i did this i say allahu akbar i'm doing this because it says this in surah taubah because it says it in surah like the, the uh, 812 and at all of these other verses when he says that should islam get credit for that action too yeah no also, also a, by the, a, no by the same standard that you're saying should it yeah no the, the, the yeah here's the thing you know we you know in these things we get no, rid no, of the just, nuance Just yes, the two. Yes, sir. No, answer, no, there's no. Answer the, your your answer was a clear yes for the example you gave. So I I just want a clear yes or no for the the bad stuff that the when the doer says that I'm doing this because of Allah. Yeah, no, no, because because let let, let me tell you. Okay. The actions are different. The, the you can you know and you know where uh, the action that I cited is something simple that okay. has you I, know all one distinction between the two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. nowhere in the quran like it doesn't actually say that when there's people walking then remove the thorns from their path okay? i i i am not only citing i'm i'm no, saying no, I, know, I, I know i know i know i know but i'm saying that in the quran it doesn't explicitly say remove thorns from someone who's walking but in the quran it does explicitly in several places say smite the disbelievers upon the neck crucify next. people that, you know the, yeah. the, the, so, you know if you if you read joe bradford's open letter to you uh you will see in that that uh it was a command to the angels we are I, not angels no, and i talked about that in my book i explained that i it was a command to the angels that the angels were told to smite the and then the very next verse says and the, that this is the punishment for disbelievers so it and in 47 surah 47 verse 4 it says the same thing about people who are quote spreading corruption but anyway it's not that's not the only place so i have countered that in my book But what i'm saying is that is an instruction that's explicitly it's praise when the angels yeah, okay. are told to do it it's not said that it's a bad thing it's said that it's a good thing that they did okay okay uh, now okay, the thorn in the path is not actually instructed in the quran so so okay, why now, would one credit get credit and the other not okay now you see now there is a text the thorn in the path of the tra- traveler is uh, from the uh, you know uh, like let's say if it is a pr- prophetic tradition and something you know both of these texts are interpreted and 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 studied and and at the end of the day the doer of the good will have this all in mind you know mm-hmm. if, if the doer of the know, bad will too yeah well. and, you know and, so it, and it, then the interpretation also plays you know if The, uh, the scholar will say that you know uh, this hadith is you know you should take it in this way this is direct there is uh, you know there are no uh, there, there is nothing implied in it there are no uh, there is no side tracking you know it's very direct and you know you, you will do it but uh, you know you gave you gave me the example of beheading the actions are drastically different one has you know one involves The, the 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 politics hidden agendas and you know a, a power play and all that the other one is just you just you know doing something and you know are you, are you going by are you want to listen to the scholars or the 
Yeah, yeah, just a last question. Do you want to, when you say the scholars, when you say, you know, uh, uh, Jonathan Brown, you talk about all of these people. So I, I'm quoting ISIS. When ISIS does whatever they do, right, they are quoting the Quran. Yeah, right? but and they're yeah. quoting the Hadith. Yeah, so the thing is that they're not quoting Jonathan Brown. They're not quoting Al Azhar University. They're not doing that. They're quoting purely from the Quran and Hadith. So why everything that you're saying, right? Every, when you talk about the Hadith, when you talk about interpretation, why is it when we're talking about the thorn being removed from the path of somebody, we're not talking about interpretation? When we are, we are. That's my point. We are. We take it at face value. It's only the scholars and everything and the interpretation only comes in when it's something disturbing. Why did Allah, if he is such a good writer, why do we need human scholars to interpret a supreme being's word? Yeah, you know, the, the Quran was revealed in a language. Language has syntax. And that, that's why the, the text is studied. It's not like, you know, just because, you know, it's, it's a book why only for the bad Ali, parts? We only have 10 yeah. minutes and I haven't, I've, I've been silent for 10 minutes. Okay, Can okay. I respond uh, to okay. the original uh, yeah, yeah, Muhammad, now we're talking yeah, about Armin, text, Now we're talking about interpretation of text rather than the claim. But, you know, when you mentioned that, um, you know, yes, there are, there are some Muslims, right? There are some Muslims that are, are doing good things that would, they would not have done otherwise if it wasn't for Islam. There are examples of that. I believe that the, uh, that's rare. I believe that most Muslims are good people and I think if somebody is doing a good thing, an act of good, only because it says so in an Islamic commandment somewhere, then by my definition of doing good things they're not actually doing anything good they're just following command they're just no, following no, wait Armin. let me finish my point okay i just think like if you if you are doing this because you want to score points with your god uh, or if you want to go to heaven or avoid going to hell and you just say like i need to do this because this is part one thing that is my religion has mandated that and you're not doing it because you want to you're not a good person uh, you're just following orders i believe most muslims are actually good people and when they are kind to each other, when they're helping people, um, they're doing that because they're good people and because they want to do it, not because somebody what? ordered, not because somebody ordered them to do it. That's what I think. How most Muslims are, hey, I think, just, and, just... and I think because of that, if all of a sudden magically Islam disappears and Muslims one day Muslims wake up and all of a sudden none of them believes in Islam and all of a sudden somehow all of them are convinced that God is fake Islam is fake I don't think Muslims are going to go into the street and stop ra start raping and killing and sitting randomly um, you know killing in people in the street all of, if they realize that Islam is fake and God is fake they're not gonna go okay so I have no reasons to be good anymore they're not gonna go kill each other so I don't think I don't think you, you, I know that you can find examples of people that are specifically doing something good because of Islam but I think for mass majority of Muslims they're doing good things because they're good people. Okay. Mom, now, go, go just, just just one last response to that. You said, uh, you know, scoring points with God. You know, if the fundamental belief is that the innate goodness is placed in us, in our fitra, by our creator, 
then there is no way That's of you know, your belief, points though. Well, Armin, Armin, let him finish. Okay. Let him finish. No, he but that, I know. There, I, yeah. I, I, he, I, that's his point. I know your your point that you're making, but that's that's cheating because now you're claiming over every. You're claiming you're claiming the good acts of people under Islam and outside of Islam by saying all acts of good by definition are Islamic. That's basically just putting your, um, you know, premises just. Moving it into the conclusion and just yeah, okay. I could as easily say I could as easily say okay that I believe that my Lord. No, I mean, let, let me, no, let me, no, let no, me, no, no, no. Let me finish let, my I, point. Let, yeah, let me finish, finish point. your point. Okay. The, there are two kinds of nafs, and we all know that. And no. you know you have to. I you we know that, but only one of us believe it. One. Okay. And that that's why I said that you know you you have to. Keep yourself, you know, uh, from giving in to one. That—that's the belief. So all the, you know, th this this goodness also. That's our belief that it's placed in us innately by the Creator. That's your you belief, that mind, though. That's your belief. Okay, so I'm saying good people are some good pe are good independent from Islam, and you're saying no, it's because of Islam. And I say, and I ask you, why is it true? It's because you're defining. You, you, you're saying, well, we believe when people good, do good things, it comes from Allah. So you're just defining it in a way that it will be impossible to contradict what you're saying. And you're just saying, well, that's what we believe in. Well, I don't care what, that that's what you believe in. It's, I don't, and I don't believe in that. I believe people do good things independent from, you know, religion. I think good people well, have yeah. nothing to do with God. So, yeah, you believe in that. This go, is good, I don't believe that. Some people have realized it and some have not. This All is, right. you know, at the end of so, the day, my, my okay, belief, so your belief. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, so but you have to agree that it, based on what I believe, right, which I don't believe that all acts of goodness is inspired by Allah, then based on that belief system, right, then most Muslims are good not because they're Muslim and not because of religion. Because the way for, for you, the definition of something that comes from Islam is anything that is good is coming from Allah. For me, the definition yeah. of something coming out of Islam is that it has to be mentioned somewhere in the Hadith or in the Quran and has, somebody has to have read that and has to be consciously trying to follow that. And in that case, I consider that coming from Islam. Not because by your definition, then yeah, everything good is Islam then. Because you, you know, because you're saying, well, you know, even if you're not Muslim, even if you're not thinking about it, when you're doing something good, God is inspiring you. Well, that's cheating, really, honestly. Well, yeah. Okay. I want to get, we have six minutes left, so I want, Mohammed, go ahead, uninterrupted, answer the question, and then I want to yeah. see if we can squeeze in one patron question. Go ahead. So, once again, a, a very short answer. It's just, you know, uh, we will again agree to disagree. For me, it is you know something innately placed in us uh, by our Creator, and when once you have established in that doctrine, then there's no way of you know saying uh, we are just doing it to score points with with God and you know stuff like that. Okay, so you're and, saying that that basically, if I'm doing good things out of the goodness of my heart, even without belief, you're saying that is because God made me innately that way, and God put yes. that morality in me. Okay, all right, Christians so. Okay, so that's a and that's a that's a difference in belief, obviously. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Anyway, to the next question. Yeah. let's do the patron. So let's do the patron question. Um, 
really quick, and I'm going to choose the one from Manovic. I went through all of them, and I think that there are a lot of really good ones. I'm sorry, i got to be selective. Uh, but he's saying, uh, why does the guest think that Islam is true? Uh, is it your faith, or do you have evidence as well? Um, and is faith a reliable method to find the truth? Uh, faith uh, makes people, you know, uh, do things, and there have been, you know, a uh, lot of positive contributions to the society uh, by Muslims. And, you know, this is, you know, although it's not a complete answer, but because we're short on time, mm. I'm just saying that, you know, uh, this is, is something that uh, uh, this is something that motivates us and it, it is a sign because it motivates us for me it's a sign that you know uh, it's a measure of an objective truth okay all right so I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up because I want to um, get let first of all I want to say thank you very much I know there are two of us and there's one of you and are you, you, know, you are stepped you, into are the you lines upset then? about the way we treated you are you okay was that like, no, no what did we do we didn't treat him no, bad. I, it was great I, well I just want to make sure I get feedback if we if we, if we upset our guests we did we didn't upset you did we no no no, no. okay good. No. Cool. Yeah. So, um, I yeah, I, I hope there are more conversations like this. I think you brought up. I, I think the points that you outlined for us to discuss were good ones, and mm -hmm. I I think that I will, and I'll credit you for this when we do have uh, other people on the podcast and we open those up. Um, I think that we will discuss these with other because I, I think that these are things that I get from other Muslims who criticize us. These are the things that. Uh, mm -hmm. um, they, they are concerned yeah, about. Yeah, you so. actually did a good job at bringing up the main things I've seen ma being mentioned against this podcast. Like you did a very yeah. good job at like these are the most main uh, the most comments I, uh, we see. So yeah, kudos to you. And, I, yeah, unfortunately, ninety minutes isn't. A, we I would love to talk to you a lot more. Yeah, but uh, and hopefully we will at some point. But thank you very much. Is there uh, anything that you want? Uh, audience uh, members to know uh, do you have a Twitter handle and any way they can get in touch with you if they want to uh, reach out to you or talk to you more yeah I uh, yeah I, I sent you my Twitter handle that's about it can you read it out just for yeah. people who can read it in the description or listening oh okay that's uh... Uh, by the way while you're looking it up I'm gonna apologize some, to it's... our patrons for not asking every single question because our guests had a very hard stop at uh, in two minutes so that's why mm -hmm. we could yeah. we could stay on Ali no go ahead. yeah we could yeah moment so go on uh, m underscore Ali uh, at m underscore Ali Sadi okay at, cool. uh, Sadi that's S A D I right yeah so okay at Ali, send m me the underscore link so I can Ali put it in the description Sadi S A D I so um. Okay, so uh, thank you very much, and um, thanks for engaging. You're also a listener of the podcast, clearly. You've heard a lot of the episodes. You brought them up. Um, I'll tell both Abdullah Samir and Abdullah Gandal that you said hi, <laughs> if that's okay. <laughs> I also, then, by the way, congratulations to listening, being a Muslim and listening to ex-Muslim podcasts. This is, I can tell you, all people on all sides need to do this more. Like I, uh, if this is not a critique of just Muslims. A lot of Muslims only listen to Islamic content, but you are listening to your opposition, which is amazing. And a lot of people on our side only listen to people they agree with. So, I'm really, um, I'm, I'm thanking you. I also thank you for picking our podcast as a opposition to listen to. So, yeah, I appreciate uh -huh. that. Okay. Honor to thank have you as a oh, listener. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. All right. So we're going to let you go. It's uh, okay. a minute early. Right. Uh, thank you very much again, and uh, thanks, uh, everybody. Uh, Armin, you want to uh, yeah, stay just, on for a little bit? Yeah, just stay for five, you know, five or ten minutes just so like, we respond to some of these questions ourselves, okay? Okay, from our thing, right. yeah. Thank you, guys. Okay. All right. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, because I feel bad, like, our patrons... Wait, let me just change this thing. Okay, because I feel bad because our patrons, you can't make sure to comment because some of them wanted to make sure the questions are asked. So I feel mm -hmm. bad if we don't at least address them, right? So do you want yeah. to just quickly go over them, the ones that we didn't? Yeah, ask? let's. So let's do that. Uh, let's get off. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk too much about the previous interview because uh, he's not here to defend himself. So let's just go with the I, questions. I, will. And, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, I know. I don't. Uh, so uh, so that was one question uh, from uh, Manobik. Um, Manobik was also saying there is this emerging field of. Uh, cognitive science of religion is is a guest aware of the concepts of patternicity, moral foundations theory, evolution of the concept of God. Um, so I actually read, you know, who's this guy? Is it Robert Wright, or who who is the one who writes about it a lot? Yeah, I know some of these concepts. I I don't really know um, what they mean by patternicity or what context that's in. So I'm actually not as familiar with it either. But it sounds really interesting. You know anything about it? Cognitive no. science of religion. Oh, um, is that like the uh, God in your the God part of your brain where it like lights up when they people talk about religious things? I f I think like a couple of years ago I watched a few things on it. Oh, I actually even I think I've read about yeah, the, it in well, Michael Shermer's book. I think I've saw some. Yeah, the the idea that we're kind of hardwired, hardwired to believe in God. Hardwired to believe in God. Yeah, yeah. For the same reason that we're hardwired to be superstitious. So that's that's the interesting thing. That whole sixth sense thing. That you know, way back when we were hunter gatherers, you know, when you're hiding out in a bush, and if we sensed that there was an animal there, or there was danger, mm. even if we couldn't see it, smell it, hear it, or anything, we would just not take our chances. We would just get the hell out of there. Just based on intuition. So that whole idea of superstition or, or something, that was a protective mechanism that we had. And, and religion has that element. It's this idea that, yeah, you I know, think, instinct okay, of self-preservation. I self think Michael Schirmer's book was um, Why We Believe in Stupid Things. I think that's what mm -hmm. it was called or something like that. I think I read yeah, that Michael in Sherman. there. That was, I read that like many years ago. Yeah, yeah. Mars is confirming that it's Michael Shermer that, that you're oh, talking yeah, about. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, Michael, so Mike saying classic no true Scotsman. Okay, Mars is asking, was Dan Barker never a Christian? Hersi Ali never a Muslim? And then he's saying the guest was being disingenuous. Um, not disingenuous. Just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> just, just wrong, not disingenuous. From, from our perspective, yeah. yeah. Um, so, the, the, the yeah, that, and that's true. I, I think I completely, that's I think one of the weakest areas, right? Mm -hmm. uh, where, where he talked about um, you know, just the idea that if you you take the state of uh, what the knowledge is in the Muslim mainstream and you go with that, unless you have absolute proof that something else is true, which is I I just think that that's completely that, yeah. I mean, if if that was their standard, and every time somebody converts to Islam, and he comes and says like, "Oh, my life was horrible when I was a kafir, when I was an unbeliever," the Muslims could ship. ship Go to him and be like, stop talking about that. You're not a coffer anymore. You're not an unbeliever anymore. So why are you talking about your life when you were yeah. an unbeliever? Like, no, they love that shit, right? I know, I know <laughs> they do. Right. So, um, 
And then uh, by everything is uh, saying, I've read dozens of books about Christianity and comparatively few about Islam because there's so much more accessible Christianity stuff out there. A two-hour podcast adds a lot to the body of info. Um, yeah. That's a good point. Um, actually, you know, because the thing is all... It, it actually it goes for everybody, even for me. The only books I read when I was growing up, the only, like, in Saudi and Pakistan about the Prophet's life mm. were just, like, he was a rose flowering in the desert. That, that's the only stuff we heard. Yeah. You know, we, we didn't hear any other perspective. So when he says that there's a lot of information we're being reductionist, the thing is that we're not, we're actually introducing new bits of information that most of our audience may not have even heard of before. Yeah, and most, that most actually them, has more evidence. These are yeah. information that is out there. They're easy to get. And anybody, everybody has access to it. And most people don't know. And we're just sharing it in a podcast format. You don't like that? Go get the book and read it in a book format. Some people yeah. like it in a podcast format. Some people want to see three people talking about it. And they, they, they just make it seem like this is such... I understand that the stories of Muhammad has a more nuance to it than both pro-Islamic and anti-Islamic. Sometimes they simplify things and there is more nuance to it. And sometimes people simplify things. Sometimes people simplify things because they're being, you know, they're trying to hide something. Sometimes people argue, are giving a simplified version of something for the, for, the, for the sake of time. And there's more information where people can go find. But, but the thing is that it's not as complicated as they make it seem to be. Even if there is more nuance to it, it's not, they, they make it see that this is like 4D chess or something. Like, like Life of Muhammad is like something, a puzzle that only a few people can solve. It's just a story, okay? It's just like, yeah. it's, it's not more, it's more, okay, it's not, it's seriously not that complicated to, maybe you could discuss the motivations, maybe that could be complicated, but you could be like, did this happen? Did this not happen? But the but the gist of the story and the you know the the, the main events, the more, you know the discussions that it's not that complicated. It's just a story. I mean, come on, how? Yeah, they, and you, they and you make it seem like it. rocket science. They, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. So there, there's yeah, and there's a lot to. I think a two-hour podcast is is a great format. Here's the thing, you know, when I the argument was that you know you want to see this in written form. Unwritten, I see small articles all the time. I yeah. see small articles that they, it wouldn't even take two hours to read. It would take just like a few minutes yeah. just to read through the entire article. So uh, I, I mean, don't understand. Uh, like people are saying, like, well, why is this on a podcast? It should be on a written form. Mm. Well, then go read it. There's many written forms of it. Go read. Yeah. Go. You don't I'm, like podcasts? Go read, go re go consume your content the way you like it. I don't understand the. Con I don't yeah. understand. And I don't, I, and I don't want to speak for Muhammad here because I, yeah, I I'm exactly. not sure if he agrees with this. However, comment, Muhammad, uh, there, if you're if you're watching this later, comment in the description, comment in the yeah, comment yeah. section. Correct. But us. but there, yeah, but there is a. I will speak for some of the other people that I interact with. So nowadays, anytime someone, who, I, I get all these tweets, especially on Twitter. Hmm. A lot of these guys, they will quote, uh, you know, something I wrote, and then they will say this is bullshit, and they'll challenge it. I'm like, okay, that's great. I'm glad you disagree. Why don't you come on the podcast? Let's talk about it. <laughs> and they're like, no, I don't want to come on your podcast because then you guys. Because I'm like, I okay, why don't you call me on yours? I'll come on there, or if you don't have one, let's just get on YouTube. Let's have a conversation. And, I saw uh, that they said, they said, oh, they said, oh, Ali, you don't want me on your podcast. You, will, I will destroy you. It would be so embarrassing for you. I'm like, well, that's the come, come destroy like, us. Come on, come I on, will yeah. love it. I, come on, come no, on. I tell them, I'll come on your thing. I You're will. So... We'll go on YouTube. It'll be live so that they, nobody can edit it. They and straw then, man uh, you. They straw man you. 
and they no, know they're eventually... being ridiculous. They know they're being ridiculous, and they are scared to come on the show because you call them out on their bullshit. At least, what I will say about my, our, our guest but today, I respond to everybody like that. By the way, yeah, everybody. Our guest today, on. guys. I know a lot of people in the live chat are criticizing our guest today, but what I will say is that he at least came on the show. Okay, even if he was misunderstanding us or if he's wrong about something. We need to, I congratulate this guy, okay? I appreciate this guy because he didn't just take a shot at you on Twitter and when you invite them, they're like, oh no, I'm not going to come on your show because I will destroy you and they just run away. No, this guy was like, yeah, I have some problems with you and I could come on the show and talk to you about it. Well, thank you. I might, I, might, I disagree with you, but you're awesome. I, I thank you. I, I really appreciate for being so, you know, at least... Yeah. willing to having a discussion about it these other people that i see like attack you for example on what you said on the show on twitter they just make it like they they misrepresent what you were saying they say things that you actually never said and you go like and you ask them well can you come and talk about it they're like no i will destroy you if i come on the show well then come and destroy well, us well please. the other thing they say they say that well on a show it's not the same format because it's live i'd rather have a written exchange and like why the I, I find that to be a hiding thing. Yeah. And like if you want to talk about a written exchange, I have done written exchanges with people. I've done that with with Fessel Matar, I've done with people I disagree with, all of that. I have <laughs> they written are a just, book. I know okay? why I, I have, know I know why they want written from because they are no, they no. are scared. I think they are scared that of, of a live response. Of a lot of, of being caught doing not having a response or saying something ridiculous. They want to make sure that they get the chance to like look at something, go talk to their friends, think about it, so that they don't embarrass themselves. So they're playing. They don't want to play. They do, they don't want to play on a diff on a different you know level. You know, even though we're exposing ourselves and we might mis make mistakes live, and they are catching. They're trying to catch us make mistakes live on air. They don't. They don't want to be put in the same position, and they want to play a different game. Even though they're pointing to our, our mistakes while we were live, right? No, so, I, I, and I, I tell so, them this. I'm like, listen, if you're talking, with the, and he's like, well, you just do it on the podcast. Why don't you do a written? I was like, I have you written a book? Have you written how many articles have you written? Like, I've done that. Armin has done that. We're both. We do a lot of the written format, right? And then we also do this. And the other thing is that. You know, you're saying that I don't have, we don't have, you, you can't get the right nuance when you're talking on something. You can't get into detail. Well, why the fuck are you attacking me in a tweet? <laughs> like, tweet, like right. you want to hide behind tweets. And, so like, there's oh, a, your podcast is not nuanced. Here's my Twitter response to it. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was I actually, fortunately, uh, he did put me in touch with somebody who I'm going to invite oh, on. Oh, great. Um, who is willing to come on and talk about it. So hopefully that'll be good. A lot of this was a controversy around Armin. Your amazing, amazing Gaba image uh, with the rainbow on it. Oh, really? Uh, oh, he wants yeah, to talk about that. I have gotten, I've gotten something like... I, I don't know, five or 6,000 responses completely condemning me to hell and all of that. It's just been absolutely yeah. amazing. Like, you know, the, kind of like the Allah is gay thing. Well, uh, no, I tell you, the Rainbow Kaaba and the Allah is gay one um, are the two times in my life that I got the most amount of death threats, right? I just did and too. I, I, yeah, last, so, yeah. So, and I can tell you, and I, this is very telling about the amount of homophobia that exists in the Islamic community. Because I have not received even a fraction of that much death threats when I burned the Quran. Okay? Mm -hmm. 
I burned the Quran and uploaded a video on YouTube. And we had Dry Muhammad, uh, you know, contest and everything. The, de the death threats that you get when it comes to making something very holy and Islamic and bringing it right next to something that is LGBT related. This, these two being next to each other is just hits a nerve somewhere that you can't get with anything else. And if you, you know, know what so, else, so the, the two things that got me to the most efforts is when we replaced the rain, like the rainbow cabot that you just mentioned and the Allah is gay sign at the, at the, yeah. at, at the gay pride parade. And, uh, and I also want to, so there's another thing that that tells, and that's another thing. Uh, um, so that, that, a tweet, right? Got something like five thousand responses. Wow! It was reported. It was reported thousands of times to Twitter. Wow. Okay, and Twitter did not take it down. I have like a whole battery of emails from Twitter. Oh, we found. Yeah, this tweet was reported. Uh, we haven't found anything objectionable, well, so we're Ali, not taking it down. Because you're also touching on the holy grail of uh, the left, which is you know this it, this which is the LGBT stuff, right? Yes, so, that's what I want to get to. So hmm. all I wrote in that thing was. I was like, you know, yes, uh, it's great to see so many uh, people of Muslim heritage coming out for pride in London. We need to have this conversation, something like that. Right. Completely neutral message with the Rainbow Kaaba and loads of people reporting it. And they were saying this is anti-Islam. And Twitter said no, because there was nothing. And I realized, I mean, and I've been talking to, yeah. like I've been talking privately to Samir and, you know, Sohail and all these guys about it, that this is the front on which yes that's what i've been telling as the well ex-muslim movement needs to talk because that is where they will align. we talked about this we yeah, both talked about this in the birmingham is, thing with exactly. sophia johnson right this is why i think the uh, the gay ex-muslims should be their at the front lines of attacking that Islam. needs to be yeah yeah because there is no it forces muslims to choose between no, it forces Westerners and especially Western liberals Liberal. to choose between being homophobic or being Islamophobic. Right. And when it comes this, to that, they have to go with. Uh, uh, we they predicted have to this. It. We predicted mm -hmm. that because the marriage between the left and Islam was unsustainable because Islam is against everything left that the left stands for. The marriage, Nothing exposes it more than this. Nothing. And, and we knew there was going to be a clash. And of course, where the, where the clash is going to be LGBT. Because LGBT is something that Islam will not accept. Like, that's a, it's, it's a red line for both of them. The left will not give an inch to accepting any homophobia. And Islam will not give an inch to allowing... A, you know tolerance of gay yeah, gay behavior of, so this is going this is going to be the where the battle is and this is this is this is a line. weapon more that than we're hijab, gonna use, more than more than anything yeah, yeah more than women rights this is the yeah. battle we could we we're gonna the gay rights is the battle that you could use against islam and nobody on the left can censor you for it nobody on the left can take that the weapon away from you and this is this is this is going to be our you know this is going to be the most this, this is the Achilles heel this is the Achilles heel of Islam in the west if you want to take yeah. down Islam you take it down with the gays <laughs> and we're going to actually be I don't want to talk about this too I know we've already talked about it quite a bit I don't want to talk about it too much right now because we have Jimmy Bangash coming Yay, back on the program we're going to tell so, Jimmy yeah, and also next you, and I think Jimmy should be front and center at this um, at this battle, and he's he's such a fucking icon. He's a hero, yeah, man. He should. We should yeah, find a way guy. for. The only problem with Jimmy is that he has a full time job and limited time. We need to find a way to 
make him like because you know some somehow yeah, it's like me yeah i don't know but because anyway. jimmy is so valuable to this to this whole given how important lgbt is to bringing down islam jimmy is more important than ever yeah so um chris just uh <laughs> wrote out the five pillars of islam declaration of faith obligatory prayer compulsory giving fasting in the month of ramadan hey, here's, the Yay. here's the trick how to remember uh the five pillars uh, one of them is um based on belief There's, the rest of them is based on actions right uh mm. the, the one that is based on belief is the shahadat so that the declaration of you know you know the testifying that you believe in god and muhammad Two of them are um, praying related. Two of them are poor, poor people related. This is how I'm making it I mean, easy. This is making it even tougher. No, just no. Google it. Okay, I'm just telling people how to remember it faster. I know they can just Google. It. Everybody's got a cell phone. All right, fine. Let's Google it. Doesn't matter. They don't have to remember it. There's no mnemonic. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Chris is saying, "I love it when Armin gets fired up." Razib Khan is saying, "Go Ayatollah." He's obviously speaking about you. <laughs> Um, and then uh, by everything is saying what about the podcast episode about Israel and Palestine huge topic but covered a lot should they not do that episode because they should, couldn't cover everything right exactly exactly, exactly. thank you okay and then uh, adding to Amar's is saying adding to Armin's comment would the guests leave out the nastier parts of the faith can he deny that the doctrine has harmful effects I think we covered that to some extent mm -hmm. Um, Razib is saying, does this guy know that Armin is proof of Islam? Oh, yeah. Of course, everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, another, I'm going to take one more question here. Um, I think there's just uh, a lot of comments now. So yeah, we were talking about the confusion about the two Ali. By the way, if you're listening, to, the, the... listening to this uh, from London, I'm going to be in London August 16th and August 17th. August 16th, there's an event. Um, search for Atheist Assemble London come to that event and August uh, 17th there's going to be a rally in front of Iran's embassy in London well in front of actually it's going to be rally everywhere for freeing Sohail Arabi in, um, in many cities uh, just search for free, hashtag free Sohail or just search for free Sohail I'll just look at my on my profile on Facebook. There's links to it for where your rallies are going to be. Sohail Arabi is in prison uh, in Iran for insulting Prophet Muhammad. He's been on and off uh, death row. He's been tortured. He's been hospitalized because of the, the way he, they beat him in prison. All he did was make a Facebook post that they found insulting of Prophet Muhammad. He's been jail, in jail right now for more than seven years. Nobody's paying attention to him. His case is not getting any attention. And what we're trying to do is bring more attention to his case on August 17th. In, in, there's, we're trying to do it in as many cities as possible. Um, again, come to look at look at where these events are going to be and in, in around the city that you're in. Uh, the, you know, just look at, look at my profile on Facebook. I, I you know just search for it. I my you know I, I link to it there. Um, and also, um, I myself I'm going to attend the London one on August 17th. And the London one, I know in any city that has an Iranian embassy, the event I'm hoping the rally is going to be in front of Iran's embassy. Uh, London has one, so I'm going to be in front of Iran's embassy um, on August 17th doing this rally. Just uh, if you can attend events in your in your area, if you can't, just go on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 
take a picture of yourself or of not yourself, just your hand holding a sign. We're saying free Sohail and post it with hashtag free Sohail. Make sure you spell Sohail correctly. See how other people spelled, spelled it. And then post that picture and let people know that there's protests on August 17th so that more people know about th that we're doing this and more people come out. We're trying to bring more attention yeah. to this guy. Yeah. Right. And another <laughs> reminder uh, that uh, Armin and I will both be at the um, uh, the conference, the CEMB conference at the end of August in Amsterdam. Yes, Amsterdam. So, um, but that we'll, one we'll is sold out, some. isn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, that's know. even great. Yeah, it's greater. I'm not sure. Okay, so uh, one more thing, and I think this is a good question that Mike sent out. I, I wish we had asked this, mm. and maybe I'll send it to him an email. He's saying Joseph Smith also had a revelation. Why was Muhammad right and Joe Smith was wrong? And I think that is one of the, uh, you know, we, we should ask this, because I, I usually do ask this question to a lot of people when they talk about revelation as a way of the truth. Like Ben Shapiro, you know, he talks about that. Well, revelation is a way to the truth. Well, why is it that if you start believing revelation as a way to the truth, how can you oppose jihadists believing things? Right. If you think faith is a good way to get to the truth and, uh, you know, faith through revelation, then you don't have an argument against jihadists. Well, I, if you I, do that and you back it up, they, they I'm do I'm just going right? to tell him that I consider the scholars that I listen to to be revelations. There. Yeah. Checkmate. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right, guys. All right. It's uh, oh, sorry. I shut down the screen. So, Mike, Chris, Razib, um, uh, uh, who else Lone was there? Lone Infidel. Oh, hi. Mars. I really um, hope I get to go to New Zealand one day and hang out with you guys. Uh, Mars, yeah, Mo Darko, Mike. Live long and prosper. Uh, he's gonna say, Chris. Um, who else? John. Oh, I already read that. Thank you. Oh, Razib. Hey, Razib. Um, thank you guys for yeah, being here. Razib, you got to come on the show. We got to talk about that and we'll do yeah, that yeah. soon. Um, so, yeah, I think that um, that's good. Thanks oh, for listening. Oh, Ali, everybody. when we're in Amsterdam, we need to make a show when in Amsterdam together, me and you, with the guests from the show. We could just we go. Will. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk about it. Guys, we're going to. I already gave a heads up to some of the guests, too. So. Sweet. Yeah. Good. Good All right, guys. All right, thank yeah. you very much, and we're going to talk soon. All right. The secular jihadists have been made possible thanks to the Illuminati and the covert support of Israel and the CIA. That's what we have been told, but we haven't received our checks yet. If you like what we do, please support us. Share the podcast with your friends, write and tweet us with topic and guest suggestions, or head over to secularjihadist.com and give a dollar or more for exclusive access to live video. Have your questions read and answered on the air and more. Till next time, may the flying spaghetti monster be with you.